and welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 38. My name is Thor, and of course, I am here with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So for this week's episode, let's go ahead and break things open by talking about our free shit for the next upcoming month, or for this month, I should say now that we're on April 2nd. So I know for the PlayStation Plus end, they have, an- <clears throat> they have announced what's going to be coming with Oddworld Soulstorm. Of course, we already knew Oddworld Soulstorm was going to be coming out for PS5's free game. Um For PS4, we're going to have Zombie Army 4, Dead War, and in this one I'm excited about, Days Gone. So I've been wanting to play Days Gone for a while now, and I've almost bought it several times, but I'm one of those people like, a little bit better sale, a little bit better sale, and now I have it for free. So I'm super stoked on that. Premium. (laughs) Always a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. How about the Xbox side there, Sasquatch? Uh, well, we got our April Games with Gold announcement, and there's only three. Um, they're not any really super large games, but one of them I highly recommend. Um, you got Vikings, Wolves of Midgard. Uh, you have oh, nice. Truck Racing Championship. Which was uh, their retread and kind of like a relaunch of the hard corpse series the contra series which hard corpse uprising was a fucking blast mm. i loved playing it on my old ps4 so that's definitely a fun one to check out nice and as usual with games with gold these games are all just randomly available sometime throughout the <laughs> month because they're weird like that yeah Nice. I also forgot. I f- might as well throw in the prime, the free prime games. There you got oh, yeah. the Escapist, Move or Die. Before I forget, the Dark Crystal, um, Escape Machine City, Aces of the Luftwaffe, hmm. uh, Optica, and Moving Out. So usually smaller games than you see then with the uh, PlayStation Plus games or the Xbox games, but free games nonetheless. Hmm. So. I'm disappointed that RuneScape discontinued their partnership with uh, Prime Gaming because they were they were doing a thing like some of them do where you get free free loot boxes, essentially free shit every uh, month or so. And they did that for like a solid year and then they they didn't pick it back up. And I was uh, I always enjoyed that. But yeah, oh, well. So how about these Elder Scrolls six rumors? I didn't have a chance to look through this article, Sasquatch but I'm always hungry for Elder Scrolls news. So these are just coming from a known um, uh, Bethesda Games leaker. I'll take gets... anything at this point. <laughs> take anything. Um, well, the main thing, the main change is to the crafting system, uh, specifically spells and abilities. Um, it's going to be going back to, I believe it was Oblivion and Morrowind. Ooh, can we make Where scrolls? Spell crafting. Uh, oh, spellcrafting. Yeah, spellcrafting, actual spellcrafting. Nice. So making new spells and new effects and stuff. So, as well as new abilities. I don't say know what that it, pertains to, it. but uh, I want maybe that just means making like a a custom ability that you had in your like uh, constellations in Skyrim or something. So, oh man, I just want I just want acrobatics back. That was the biggest. My biggest disappointment with Skyrim was the removal of acrobatics. I just want five billion armor piece locations, <laughs> just like in Morrowind. Right. 
Like I want a, I want a different shoulder uh, and everything, a different boot on each foot. <laughs> but nothing even hinting about a possible release date or anything like that. Um, I mean, no, ah, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we'll get something this year at some point. Um, E3, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. Or- Probably not E3. Mm. I'm sure Microsoft will do their own thing again. Um, so oh, it's yeah. just like Sony is. And it seems like every major developer is doing their own thing. I yeah. would say Bethesda would be doing their own thing because they used to have their own kind of show at E3. But now seeing as how they're a part of Microsoft, don't really oh, need to do that. yeah. Huh, okay. So Kojima Productions art director um, says we'll probably announce our next game, quote, quite soon. Yes, and uh, that excites me because I really, really enjoyed Death Stranding. I thought it was a, I thought it was really fun. It was really unique. Unfortunately, like most Kojima games, it, its tutorial was like <laughs> 10 hours long, essentially, but it, it really set up the world and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yes, he said that they're announcing their next game quite soon, probably. Um, <laughs> but with it being Kojima, it's probably been announced five years ago. So mm. we just haven't noticed anything yet in any of the last <laughs> 20 other games. Um, this kind of goes along with Kojima Productions hiring 25 new employees back in October for their Tokyo studio. Um, and this was also swirling around with how Kojima wanted to make a full on horror game since he kind of got shafted with uh, the Silent Hills PT demo. So. Mm. Plus, Man. he always has a lot of people wanting to jump in on his projects. I mean, he got Norman Reedus in there. He he got a ton of huge actors in Death Stranding, honestly. Yeah. Um, a bunch of random-ass crossovers. There was even um, even interest between Kojima and Junji Ito on making a, a kind of like Ito-inspired um, Uzumaki-themed horror game. So who knows? Hmm. So there's a bunch of stuff on the air, but it definitely seems to be trending towards a horror game again. Nice. And uh, and this this was disturbing. Crash Bandicoot Four was unplayable when Blizzard's login servers went down, which is strange since it doesn't have online features. Zero online features. There's not even actual like official leaderboards or anything for it. That's but uh, hmm. ah. I just really like the uh, the tagline hmm. in this article. Remember how smooth Diablo 3's launch was? No. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so this pertained only to the PC version of Crash Bandicoot, which is available through the Activision um, Blizzard Battle.net launcher, which uh, all of their games are available through anymore. Kind of makes sense that Activision would use Blizzard's server uh, services mm-hmm. since they are, you know, the same company anymore. Yeah. But when the login servers went down um, last last friday actually uh the game was just completely unplayable people cannot log in um so that is kind of a scary thing which i mean i'll talk about some some online server issues later when we get towards the end of the podcast with what we're going to be what with what we've been playing with uh playing recently my own little irks there but this is even more this is even worse because there are zero online functionalities to this game which is also kind of makes me not want to get it because I'm a huge platforming Crash Bandicoot fan, so I do plan on getting it. But uh, if the server ever goes down, then I just can't play a fully offline game. Yeah. Minus a login. 
I feel like there was another time that a game came to the Blizzard Battle.net launcher, and when Warcraft servers went down, everything went down with it at the same time. I think it's happened once before, but I, I don't remember when or which game it happened to. Uh, every time a WoW expansion launches, they shit themselves. That's a thing. <laughs> I mean, that's that's been a thing since since the Burning Crusade came out. I don't know why they can't just rent excess servers and then dwindle the servers down as they can watch the player count dwindle. Mm. But uh, that would make sense and cost more money up front. And why would they, you know, make the player base more happy? Yeah, well, they didn't ask me, unfortunately. <laughs> didn't ask anybody. <laughs> their wallet. Oh, got to gotta give Bobby Kotick that $200 million <laughs> bonus and lay off, you know, two thousand people and give a battle net uh, gift cards as part of their severance package that's so ass Jesus. so ass oh fuck so a ghost of tsushima movie is possibly on the way from the john wick director or is on the way oh it's not possibly it is on nice, the way. Yeah. nice all um, right sony sony pictures and playstation productions are the at the helm of this um, and uh, sucker punch productions are on board as well. So, um, I mean, it kind of makes sense. The movie, the, the game would fit into a movie perfectly, perfectly well. There's nothing really too over the top. It's just about a, you know, a war essentially. So yeah. Um, with the director of John wick. So uh, that would be Chad Stahl, uh, Stahelski. Um, and he's going to be directing it alongside with Alex Young and Jason Spitz, who are going to be producers um, through their company of 8711. And they do a lot more. They do a lot of these smaller video game adaptations or comic adaptations, stuff like that. So it's kind of not really a, a new area of expertise for them. It's something they've worked on. And hopefully it's not as bad as other video game movies, but Honestly, it'd be really hard to fuck this one up. It's just such a cinematic experience on its own to begin with. Yeah, it seems like if you were if you were going to if you were going to do a good movie based on a video game, it'd be something like this. Well, I mean, you a lot of Sony single player games have that option. I mean, mm-hmm. you could do. Uh, I mean, Uncharted is in production. It actually got delayed by a couple of weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. I just didn't share an article or anything. Ghost of Tsushima would make sense. The Tomb Raider movies have been very popular that's, and done very well. That's what I was um, going to say is Tomb Raider did, is good too, but that's, and that's Sony too, yeah. right? If I remember correctly, that was Sony, right? Uh, maybe uh, it was Sony Pictures. I'm pretty sure it was. I don't remember off the top of my head. I have a DVD of it buried somewhere. I'm not going to dig it up though. But yeah, considering that they also have the, uh, they also have a special, um, filter on it dedicated to a older Japanese um, director who does a lot of samurai who did a lot of samurai movies. I can't remember the name off the top, his name off the top of my head, but I mean, the game itself is just ripe for being a movie. Mm. It makes sense. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. I just bought ghost of Tsushima before we started recording. So, Oh, is that what you found for 33% off? Yeah. It's on sale right now. Okay. I'm 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 on the fence because I'm uh I was gonna wait until uh I got a PS5 to get it um because I know it's just that that level of game versus the hardware on a PS4 
I was willing to wait a little bit, but now with the delay, I'm I'm wondering, um, is it exclusive? It's a oh, I can't remember. Did Ghost of Tsushima is that on Steam yet? I don't remember. It is not. Nope. Ah, no, it is. Okay. As far as I know, only a PlayStation exclusive. Sony has mm. really, aside from Horizon, not dove into you know making more money for a little more work. Yeah, I don't. That's yeah. <laughs> Which they're really going to need to with uh, everything Microsoft is doing. Well, let me know how your experience goes with it on PS4, because maybe I will grab it. I was going to wait till PS5, but I don't think I'm going to get a PS5 anytime fucking soon. Yeah, every time I see that someone's got stock, I see it updated like <laughs> within hours. No more. Yeah. Every time I see an article, I see the article post date, and then like th- five minutes after it was posted, it's updated and they're gone. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, people aren't buying from the scalpers, so they're just sitting on fucking PlayStations. Yep. Good. Yeah, fuck them. So speaking of PlayStations, um, R.I.P. the old PlayStation Store. It is no more. So it's kind of a two part. The web store that you access yeah. through um, your web browser, yeah. that store is gone. Um, the console variations are still there. The PS3 till, store, till is like there. the July. Vita and PSP stores. Yeah, the Vita and PSP stores are now completely down. Um, there was actually a develop. There were actually people who developed games for the Vita still, like in Japan. The Vita is popular in Japan. Handhelds are popular in Japan. They can't access the store anymore. They can't put stuff up there. That's gone. Um, and yeah, uh, early July, the old PlayStation stores outside of PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 will be shut. Bum, bum, bum. Gonna do. Because those games are just not going to be accessible. I don't know what sort of VRM they have on there, because I know you'd have to be able to refresh your uh, refresh your ownership certificate or your your well, leasey certificate with them. From yeah, what I understand they're not they're not uh they're going to be keeping the games uh in the cloud for for that purpose to to refresh licenses. Yeah, and you can, uh, but will you be able to access your your library that you have if it's not yes. downloaded? That's another yes. issue. Yes, they they have confirmed that you can still download games you've already purchased and they'll remain there. You just can't purchase any new games with money. Interesting. At least that's better than the alternative. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. with what they're doing, that's got a timer on it too. You know, it's got to. Um, so we'll, because yeah, eventually, you know what I mean. It's I, I don't know. We'll see. But for now, at least, yeah, they're they're letting you be able to re-download any games that you have purchased still. Um, but this is going to lend to the store no longer having support, and if it's no longer getting support and updates, then eventually it's just it's just not going to be feasible anymore. So it's, they, they need to figure something out for backwards compatibility. They need to do it soon. Mm-hmm. Be it an onboard emulator on the PS five or whatever. They, it's getting to a point where it's going to be silly if they don't figure something out, which uh, Microsoft pointed at. We'll get to that in a few minutes, but uh, um, yes, yes, they did. Uh, let's see the next thing in the PlayStation news uh, PlayStation Vita developers learned of a store shutdown the same day as the public oh, 
we literally that's, just that's, uh, that's yeah just, I, that's as, good. yeah as i was reading i was like oh okay that's yeah we just talked this about looks that. familiar <laughs> <laughs> so the, yeah let's talk about uh microsoft jabbing at sony uh yes so they this was a jab at sony through response to a fan on twitter um they were talking about uh how they were making everything backwards compatible um and how that's even more of an important thing right now because you have old stores shutting down and if those games are forward uh if those games would be forward compatible to new consoles as they come out uh you would still have access to them and uh, what they said was as as time goes on it becomes more important than ever that we ensure gaming Icons and classics are preserved for new and old players alike. Whether your first time playing Morrowind is from 2002 on your Xbox or 2021 on your phone, we're excited to share these features with you. So they're just trying to reiterate that, hey, uh, we got all these backwards compatible things. Come join us. What I mean, like, I am not an Xbox fan or my huge Microsoft fan, but like, I, I agree 100 percent. That's pretty much what I was just saying. Like, that's yeah, they need to get on board with it. But yep. I, my fingers are crossed that with the patents that we talked about last week that or the week before, whichever it was, that that they're looking into putting some sort of em- emulator technology inside of the PS5, which it, that's entirely possible. It's basically a fucking desktop machine. Right. So at this point, yeah, it's just a super limited one yeah. because of the uh, the operating system, essentially. So they yeah. could 100% just put like a, a quote unquote legitimate licensed through Sony emulator where you can you're basically just buying games off the store and then it gives you pass to use the emulator on board there. Um, it would make them happy because they're still getting money for it and it makes everyone else happy because now they can go on their PS5 and still get any games that they ever wanted to. The only missing gap would be if they could somehow fill a way that like, oh, okay, if you prove that you have this original game purchased and get a pass to the emulator, I doubt heavily they would do that. It'd be nice, but the idea is floating out there now, so... It's a good way to get people to buy your new console mm-hmm. rather than watch people go to, you know, go build a PC for more money. But you can download a free emulator than play those old games. I don't have access to anymore on your console. Yeah. And I mean, that would not be hard. All you'd have to do is say, just send in a picture of like uh, send in a selfie of you holding up the PS1 game, the case and the disc, and we'll give you a key for an emulator for that game that you're holding up. It would be really quite simple to do, and if they did something like that, they could easily make it like an Instagram thing, and then boom, free social media marketing. Put it on Instagram and use this special hashtag, and well, bam, you know what I mean? It, there's there's ways they could do it that would even work in their favor. So, so listen up, Sony. My ideas are free. Just take them. These ideas, just this one. So, <laughs> Microsoft. No other items expressed on this podcast for you to use. Just that one, Microsoft. Fuck you, just that. Oh yeah. So Microsoft, Microsoft hires anime curl VTubers to promote Xbox Game Pass in Japan. Yeah. So I just thought it was funny. It came up, and I was like, "That's Microsoft is really selling, is really trying to sell themselves in Japan." Um, and it's probably working because some of the more influential advertisers um, 
Yeah, they uh, hired specifically uh, Shishiro Botan and uh, Himamori Luna. Um, and between the two of them, that's about 1.3 million various subscribers to their channels, plus whatever else goes out. They filmed a couple of their own advertisements or their own advertisements, their own promotional videos for the Xbox Game Pass um, itself. And they're really just trying to pile on top of Sony in Japan. Um, previously, Microsoft has said that it is their fastest growing install base. Um, that would make sense. It was also one of their smallest install bases. Uh, but also on top of Sony just straight up losing their install base and their in their home market, which is kind mm. of, you know, whack. So Microsoft hopped on uh, some of the more hard hitting ways to advertise in Japan, and that's with anime girls. Hey, if it works, it works, right? Um, one of them is actually a really good FPS player. The Botan one, I've seen some of her like Rainbow Six Siege stuff, and it's fucking ridiculous. So, I mean, Microsoft has a lot of FPSs on there and other yeah, shooters. I don't know about yeah. the Luna one. I've never seen a Luna video. Hmm. But Microsoft just piling it <laughs> on. Yep. And speaking of MLB, the show 21 is going to be coming to Game Pass on day one, similar to how we have Oddworld coming to PS5 day one. So similar, yes, that on day one, it's going to the Game Pass. But that's where the similarities end. Um, MLB The Show is developed by a Sony studio. Oh, that's yes. Now that that it's a twist. Yeah, there is a twist. <laughs> um, and if you watch their uh, Game Pass trailer, you see the Microsoft logo pop up and then you see the Sony Studios logo pop up shortly after it as well. Hmm. So, um, hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's mm. interesting. This is um, it yeah, had been rumored. Is, hmm. It had been rumored for a while that it would be available on um, Microsoft consoles, and it was confirmed shortly after the rumors began. But the fact that it's being available at launch um, to, with no additional cost to your Game Pass is kind of big, and that'll be on April twentieth when the game launches. Hmm. Or I guess you could just pay sixty bucks for it. Whatever. <laughs> this, this is a Major League Baseball game, right? This is a full-on Major League Baseball game, yes. Okay. Um, produced, uh, developed by San Diego Studio. It's probably, honestly, it's the only really good remaining sports game out there just because it's not ran by EA and they actually, you know, put effort <laughs> into it. It's not just, uh, you know, a giant gacha game for sports stars. <laughs> it's not a game from 2012 that's been recycled, like, <laughs> eight times <laughs> if they take features out one year then wait three years and put it back in like hey check out this brand new thing we added fuck uh, you ea i know I, what you're doing i used to know a guy that that's literally the only video games he played was just ea sports games and he mind he played a lot of them like every ea sports game but that's all he just played. a big sports fan yeah i got him every single year he spent so much money and he used to make fun of me for buying Call of Duty every year, and I just I could never understand. I'm like, you know how stupid that is coming from you, right? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, whatever. <laughs> Most people have their weird own 
preferences. Yeah, I don't but, know. Uh, I've never been in I, it, I wish the NFL would share their license to other developers because then we get some treats like how we'd probably get an NFL game that's the quality of MLB The Show. I, I haven't liked an MLB game, or I haven't liked an NFL game since Blitz for like what, Game Boy Advance? There was an even better one called Blitz the League, so. It had nothing had, to do with the NFL. It was just eight-man football, and if your player got injured, you give him steroids and tell him to get back out there. <laughs> That's amazing. the The last football game I owned was uh, NFL Quarterback Club '96 for the Sega Genesis. Solid. It's a long time ago. Mm. It was forever ago. <laughs> So Monster Hunter Rise sells 4 million globally in three days. Not surprising. It was big waves going on. Yeah, so Monster Hunter Rise will is uh, the newest addition to the Monster Hunter series. It is currently Switch only. Um, it is supposedly, according to the big Capcom leaks that happened, where everything in the Capcom leaks has come true 100%, will be arriving on PC sometime early this fall. But uh, on Switch alone, um, it has sold 4 million copies in three days. And this was the 29th, so this was a while ago. So it could have sold 4 million copies again. Who knows? But it is also the largest launch for Monster Hunter that has uh, been around since Monster Hunter World. So Monster Hunter World nice. really launched that game into, into popularity. Yeah, um, everything I've seen about Rise looks really cool. Um, I just really want to wait for PC just because I don't want to play in 30 frames per second. Hmm. Feels that and I don't know. I just can't go back to it on a tiny ass console screen. I want it on my PC and my Steam library. I don't know. A, a few things. Um, it is kind of. While it did sell four million copies and it definitely worth it. And I know people have been playing the shit fuck out of it um i just have to wait for it to come to pc so maybe spice it up make it look a little bit better because you know pcs can do that over a switch wow but i just want to battle dupe my way around the map again hmm. so the metacritic crown sega uh, er, <clears throat> metacritic crown sega as the best publisher in 2020 uh, yes. So this is um, strictly critic reviews, um, one to 100, uh, released in 2020, and then for some reason multiplied by 1.5. I don't know why they do that, but it's across the board for every major developer or publisher. Um, it's also the percentage of games released with a meta score of at least 75 or higher, which means they're good games. There's a percentage of games released 49 or less, which are bad games. So, yeah. Um, and then you have your meta score of 90 or higher, which are great games. Um, so we have our top 10 here as well. Um, not too. It's not really surprising. You have Sega with their average score of 81.6. 95% of their games were considered good. Zero bad games and two great games. They had a total score of 327. You had Annapurna Interactive. Um, I don't know who that is, but uh, they had 81.9, but a total score of 30 of 322.9. They had only good games. Uh, don't know who it was still. I don't <laughs> think I've ever played a game or noticed a game by them. 
Yeah, um, then you have Capcom, Sony, Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft, Abyss Games, No More Robots, Nintendo, Devol- and then following out the top 10, Devolver Digital. So, I gotta look up who this who this uh, Anna Perna Interactive is. Yeah, I, I don't recognize it at all either. Probably does mobile games. Mm. Could be. Their logo is an A. Hmm. Let's see. The Artful Escape, 12 Minutes, Open Roads, Neon White, Maquette, Solar Ash, Stray, The Papless, I Am Dead, The Unfinished Swan. That's a game I've heard of. Uh, Due Process, Sayonara, Wild Hearts. I've heard of that one. Kentucky Route Zero. I've heard of that one. All right. So it's a bunch of more indie games. All right. Donut County. I remember playing that one. That one was hilarious. Why are they responsible for Journey? Oh, Journey, what? I know. Did uh, they change their studio name? Oh, it's a publisher. Okay. Uh, they, Annapura took over publishing rights for Journey. All right. Never mind. Okay. When it when Journey released to every single platform, Annapurna took over publishing rights rather than just having Sony. All right. Makes sense. Oh, okay. Makes sense. If those are their games, why they only have good games. Yeah. So Doom, the classics collection limited physical run has been announced for switch and PS4. Yes. So this is doom, doom two and doom three. Um, these are the old uh, pixely, pixely ones where you don't even look up and down. You just shoot. Hmm. Um, the way to get them is through limited, limited runs games, and they do a whole bunch of sort of limited releases for physical copies of games like this. Uh, today, you ha- you can pre-order it today, and then when they're out, they're out. Nice. They have a they have a few different collections. They have your normal collectors special with a whole bunch of different artwork, keychains comics posters stuff like that so um it's really good if you want to if you're a huge huge doom fan and want to collect stuff so solid so police bust se- uh, 760 million dollar video game cheating ring and this was pretty interesting so um looking into this it looks like it was based in china and um it was reported via Twitter account called Anti-Cheat Police Department. Um, so it happened it, – it was a company that had a main focus on cheats for mobile games but also included titles like Overwatch and Valorant. Um, but apparently they had made over $760 million before getting shut down. Um, and if, um, if, if you looked at this article, there's some uh, – most a lot of the seizures were these sports cars they had. So I don't know if they had some Fast and the Furious thing going on, but they definitely had like a, a huge amount of assets seized in just like these souped up cars. Uh, but right now they're calling it the world's biggest uh, bust as far as video game cheat com- rings go. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Um, so. Like, what were they doing to get busted this way? Were they essentially just stealing from people via Steam? Or were they actually producing, like, uh, hacking software for and selling it for people to use? Uh, I don't think it mentioned. Let me see. It sounded like uh, it'd be the uh, the latter. 
they'd be selling like cheat engine type stuff. Yeah, it's it, the way that it was worded said that they were selling cheats and that's so I think they were probably selling some sort of software like a like a click bot and RuneScape type deal. Uh, obviously something, you know, that's that's relevant towards Overwatch or Valorant or something, but I think it's some sort of third party software that they were selling. So really what this is is then what was happening was they weren't giving the Chinese government their due share. I mean, essentially, just got to get that tax money. Maybe this will solve all of the cheating problems in every game. Who knows? Because that's a hmm. huge amount of money. Yeah, it's it's a much yeah. wider spread problem than I think people believe. So this now. might this could probably entail like gold selling and various. Oh, as well. they sold it, their cheats were subscription based, too. So you could um, you could subscribe and the service would provide um, buyers increasing days, weeks or months access to cheats and increasing sums depending on your subscription level. Yeah, that, that's the way. The, Interesting uh, way to do it. Like it, it's basically Game Pass, but for cheats. Yeah, that's that's the way the uh, the Destiny cheats were uh, when they were super rampant last year. Was people would subscribe, they'd be sent a uh, a software to run, and the software wouldn't mm-hmm. run unless you had like uh, what was it a a, a USB dongle. Yeah, I mean that's essentially uh, that's all they were doing is yeah they're selling the main thing that illegal was um, they were operating a business illegally because if anyone thinks that it's like impossible for them to do this legally, let me introduce you to my old friend Game Shark. <laughs> does does uh, anyone else yeah. remember Game Shark? Like it's that's the same thing. You're selling cheats, but if you if you do it with the blessing of the publishers and the government, then it's okay. If you don't, then it's not. It all depends on who's getting a cut of the money. It doesn't really matter because he can't record it. I know. Right? What happened? I cut out for a second. You cut yeah. out, yeah. Yeah. For like a minute. <laughs> oh, no. I think the big difference, though, with something like that is there's no real online implications where with these subscription services are going to be used probably for games like um, Counter-Strike or, mm-hmm. as uh, Doc said, uh, Destiny, stuff like that, where there's a lot of online implications towards it. Yeah. Anyways, we missed whatever you said about Game Shark. Oh, I was just saying that it's it's the same concept as Game Shark, except they had the blessing of the publishers and the government to do it. Yes. Otherwise, and it wasn't a subscription service; it was a, a little thing that you bought. Now you not only had to buy the thing though, but you had to buy the you had to get the code books too, and you could go on their website to get code. So it, it wouldn't have been that big of a leap to assume if they were doing the same thing now, then they would just sell the codes of the website in the same way. So it's it's all about who's getting a chunk of the money. Yeah, and if and if you knew how to hex edit, you could just make your own codes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Japanese a Japanese man scales buildings to steal Pokemon cards and has now been arrested. Uh yes, and this happened on Monday itself. Um, he stole only $9,000 in cards and $11,000 in cash, so he probably hit up a card store. <laughs> That'd be my guess. <laughs> This happened in Tokyo. Uh, 
in the uh, Ikabukuro neighborhood. So uh, <laughs> he said he was in his high school's rock climbing club, so he wasn't afraid to scale the building to break in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the way to do it. All right. The, the balls on this guy. <laughs> but uh, he obviously... Rocks, no big deal. He obviously <laughs> didn't net like a... He obviously didn't net like a $300,000 Charizard because this would be a much worse charge oh, if yeah. he did. We're talking a lot more money. All right. I mean, I was going to say $9,000 in Pokemon cards really isn't even that much as far as Pokemon cards goes. I mean, for all we know, it was just probably a backpack of like 300 cards, and then that is not mm -hmm. much per card. Yeah. So Sega forces Yakuza Like a Dragon off of SteamDB over piracy fears. Um, and since then, it was returned. But ah. the main thing here is Sega obviously doesn't understand how Steam database works either. Um, Sega did say it was a mistake, <laughs> but uh, SteamDB was eventually able to sort things out with Sega and Like a Dragon is listed on the database again. Um uh, SteamDB, for people who don't know, it's a third-party tool that use that provides all sorts of information about games on Steam, like peak player count, how many players are at the peak for the day overall throughout the game's lifespan this month, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It tracks like sales in the game, the average cost, stuff like that. Um, so developers and other people could take a look at this sort of stuff. Um, all they do is host the name of the game and a link to the Steam website. Uh, and Sega took it personally and decided, hey, you can't have that. But uh, yeah, the the people who run Steam D uh, who run Steam DB were just asking on Twitter if people knew how they could get them in touch with Sega because they were sent official documents from Sega's lawyers to remove it. And they're like, hey, this is not what we do. <laughs> um. He said it isn't the first time that something like this has happened, but it's the first time from such a major company where they have so much sway in courts that it probably could have ruined Steam DB if they did not just take it down immediately. But uh, you have all of your Yakuza, like a dragon information, back on the web to take a gander at. Nice. So um, let's get into some conference news um, in that PAX East has been canceled, but we are going to have kind of E3. Well, well they, did, well, they got rid of the paywall canceled. E3, though, did, right? Uh, I think so. After a bunch of public lash yeah. back, they're like, never mind. Um, they will apparently have some stuff behind a paywall, but not the majority of it. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but pack well, PAX East was canceled. They did add PAX Online 2021 oh, okay. for uh, July 15th through 18th. So there will be some sort of PAX going on. Oh, okay, 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 cool. I thought it was the online one that they had canceled. No, just straight up PAX East. Okay. Uh, PAX Online is what they brought up last year to deal with the current pandemic. Got and it. so they brought it back here. Um, PAX East. Let's not cram. <laughs> will still be available for people to check out through Readpop and uh, Penny Arcade. Um, they did say that they might put other PAX uh, convention um, events back on the schedule for in-person, depending on how it goes throughout the year. So you still got like you still have PAX Prime, I think, which normally follows PAX East. So mm. might still be a possibility later on. 
And then for the E3 stuff, it's just yeah, I don't I don't expect anything out of E3 at this point anymore. Um, I mean, they even officially rebranded it too. Oh, really? Um, it's no longer Electronic Entertainment Expo. It's like Electronic Entertainment something else. Mm. I think that's a sign that they're out the door. Probably, but I yes. mean, they were they were out the door before the pandemic. That was just kind of the you know it's been so, going someone, out the door since like 2015. Yeah, the, the pandemic was just someone accidentally let go of the guillotine a little too quickly. That's all, you know what I mean? Yep. Every major developer and publisher is like, we'll just do our <laughs> own thing. It's cheap. Yeah, and we can do it on our own time, and we don't have to do it around all these other people, and we can prepare as much as we need to for it and move it around and whatnot. Yeah. And it's not like I mean that would have eventually happened, especially with what uh, PlayStation or Sony's been doing now with um, um, their independent thing. Everyone was bound to start following suit. Yes. So Streets of Rage Four DLC listing has popped up on the Steam database. Yay! Uh, yep, we got a bit of a uh, hint that some. DLC for Streets of Rage 4 is coming in the near future. Um, Hell yeah. Like, if you haven't played Streets of Rage 4, you're wasting your life and should go do that. God, every time that soundtrack comes up on Spotify. It's so good. It's slap seats. It's slap seats. You don't understand, (laughs) Thor. It slap seats so hard. Yeah, I don't... I don't think there's any actual like name release or anything yet, but usually when something pops up on the uh, the Steam database, it means it's coming. Yep, yeah. it sure does. But uh, yeah, uh, that was such a huge successful relaunch of the franchise. It's ridiculous. Mm. So Nexon is investing 1.5 billion. Nexon. Nexon investing 1.5 billion in Konami, Sega, uh, Namco, Bandai, and more. Yeah. So Nexon is one of the more successful game companies in all of Asia. Um, they are based in Tokyo, um, and they are investing. They the company themselves greenlit um, 1.5 billion worth of investments into Konami Holdings, Bandai. Namco Holdings, Sega Sammy Holdings, as well as Hasbro Holdings. So this is a lot of money they're throwing at various other developers and publishers. Um, last week, we reported on how their work on a... anyone's standards apparently so that's the kind of work like nexon does they have their own very uh very eastern style of games they're all heavily micro they are they all rely heavily upon microtransactions um while i mean they can be fun but they are behind essentially a they do that with many other ports of games well-known games to mobile as well Hmm. so they make their money they make fairly fairly good to great ports of games and down now they're investing even more into developers and publishers themselves nice 
So, Gravity Rush artist and Bloodborne producers leave Sony Japan Studio. Yes, and uh, this is just a continuation of how uh, Sony's Japan Studio has just been kind of going out since the Demon mm. Souls uh, remaster. And these are kind of the last big heads of games produced from uh, Japan Studio to leave. Um, yeah, and none of them were most of them did not seem too happy happy kind of being forced out of where they've worked mm. at for so long um and yeah this is just following the blood porn producer um uh teruyuki toriyama who left uh which kind of hurts my soul because we might not get a bloodborne sequel at any point no. um other Bloodborne producers, executive producers um, for Siren and Gravity Rush have just officially left, as we as we just said, um, as well as artists like uh, Shunsuke Saito. Um, they also they also left the studio itself. So uh, Japan Studio is just kind of moving into like a support role. It seems don't know what that really entails, hmm. but it also just does not look good for Sony on that sort of game side of things. Because yeah. they were one of their more successful internal studios with the stuff they kind of put out. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I my my biggest lamentation is is it puts a lot of uncertainty on any possibility of a Legend of Dragoon remake, which I was still really holding out hope for and got really bent <laughs> over the bucket for on April Fool's Day, but. Yep, you don't want to report on that article. I saw it. No, saw no, it you know, I, articles. you know, I don't. You know, I don't want to report on it. Thank you, though. Sure, yeah, I can. Yeah. I can. No, I can no you know that. No, hey, you, you know what? That's that's okay. That's totally. Dude, that's it? totally cool. <laughs> I'm gonna find it because I I like read through it. I'm like, this is hilarious. How did you think of this? <laughs> oh, it was so bad, and I knew deep down. I knew I was April. I saw the headline, and I'm like. It's fucking April Fool's Day. This is, I know this is bullshit. I don't even have to open it before I know this is bullshit, but, but maybe, no, it's bullshit. Where was it? Hmm. I got pretty, uh, <laughs> bent out of shape over the, um, Bruce Campbell in, uh, Doctor Strange leak. Oh. It would have made me so happy. Bruce Campbell and anything makes me happy. What was this? Oh, yeah. Um, saying that Mario 64 was inspired by Legend of the Groon, <laughs> even though it was released a year earlier. Yeah. And as this as this uh, interview just went on, I'm like, Thor, what were you thinking sharing this? Like, it's obvious what this is. Well, did you not read? Did <laughs> you not read what I said before I put it on there? No, I, I, I've already I, told you this before. I only read pictures. Oh no! I an article with a picture. I literally because I found that like early in the morning, literally five minutes before my class started. So I put this on there. And I said, <laughs> "I think this is probably an April Fool's joke. I hope not, but I'll read it later." <laughs> but so I, I knew some somewhere deep down, I knew. Here it is. of them complete with their own set of paid dlc it's <laughs> like wonder what this is <laughs> this is definitely not referring to something else mm -hmm. indeed 
Oh, they're also including the straight up ghost whispers from the seven remake. So it's all in there for you. Yeah, unfortunately. And you know, what? here's the thing, though. Um, I've seen situations where places put out little April Fool's jokes like this as a way to pseudo gauge public interest. And then if enough people are like, ah, oh, damn it, then they're like, hmm, there's some interest here. So, you know, maybe uh, knows, only on April Fool's. I don't know. Whatever. So <laughs> we found we found our fool of the podcast. Yep. Yep. I the fool. So <laughs> a new melty blood, a new melty blood fighting game got announced out of nowhere. Melty blood. Fi- Tell me, Doc, what is a they, melty they, blood fighting game? Melty blood is a fighting game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was just waiting the for Doc to correct indeed. you. For, uh, from Japanese developer French Bread. Um, yep, that also makes sense. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's kind of a big surprise because no one, no one was expecting it. The Melty Blood series has been basically on hiatus for more than. Is it an April Fool's joke either? Right. <laughs> this is, is a real game. <laughs> um it's based on a uh, a popular visual novel called Tsukihime. Yes. Um the uh the new game is going to be titled Melty Blood Type Lumina will be coming out on PS4, Xbox One and Switch. Um it'll probably make it to PC too, but they don't say anything about it. Um it'll have rollback net rollback netcode um and some new gameplay mechanics i've actually not had a chance to play the original melty blood i have it's still a popular fighting game if you go to any sort of like uh local tournament they were playing they were playing there i saw a fucking fighting tournament when i was in japan doing uh english teaching over there in college a decade ago so uh everyone i've talked to uh says that if if the old melty blood had rollback netcode they would still play it today hmm it was very well and finely tuned. Nice. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of hype for this. Nice. I'll I know I'm hyped for it. I still need to get yeah, a, um, I still need to get a box. Talking about a few new uh additions to the game as well, aside from the rollback netcode, which has become popular fighting games. Uh new mechanics known as rapid beats that will allow oops, that will allow uh, new newcomers and veterans to be able to perform combos with a single button. Uh, also, four returning characters and six at least six more new fighters for the final release. So, ten fighters total, kind of small roster, but it allows you to more finely tune it, make it really make it a really tight gameplay experience. You don't have anything just kind of like broken going on. Mm. Unless your objective is to make everything broken. And I'll so talk they, about that game when we get <laughs> to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, on but, in that, a, but in a positive light, don't uh, worry. <laughs> so on that same note of uh, fighting games, but in a less positive tone, uh, we have sad news about the Dead or Alive franchise director. Yes, uh, Yohi uh, Shimori is leaving Koei Tecmo. And I saw you asked when uh, the last Dead or Alive game was released. That was uh, two years ago, so not very long ago. Yeah, and the fact that I haven't heard anything about it since since really diving into fighting games 
probably didn't do very well. Well, generally, if you're going to be playing a fighting game, you're either going to be playing 3D fighters or 2D fighters, not both, because they're completely yeah. different. So, and yeah. Dead or Alive is a 3D fighter. You know what I still um, love is Virtual Fighter. Anyway. And now, April 1st is the beginning of a new fiscal year for most companies in Japan. So it's not necessarily like he was fired or being forced out. So it's just kind of normal for this at this time for stuff mm-hmm. to be taking place. But he, but Shimbori did say on Twitter, I'd like to make an announcement. I have been involved with the DOA for about 16 years. And while there have been times when I've been pleased, there have also been times when I have not been able to meet your expectations. I would like to take this opportunity to express my sincere gratitude to the many people who have supported and cared for me. Thank you very much. Uh, and then he went on to announce him leaving uh, Koei Tech. But yeah, he's been involved with uh, Dead or Alive since Dead or Alive Dimensions back in 2011, um, which means he did work through all of Dead or Alive 5, the delete, the release, the ultimate release, the last round release, and then Extreme 3 Fortune, Extreme 3 Scarlet, and then finally... That's all I can think of. Must be. Sorry, my internet cut out there for a second. <coughs> yep. yeah. What's uh? The last thing I got was you mentioning uh, Scarlet. Yeah. So uh, just going over the list of Dead or Alive games he had been involved in: um, mm. Extreme Scarlet, Extreme Three Scarlet, and then finally Dead or Alive Six two years ago in 2019. Ah, okay. So, uh, the bizarre world of HP Lovecraft is coming to theaters uh, this month, it, and I, I put this in here for our uh, our movie updates just because I thought it looked really good. Well, I mean, not really good. It's it's a B rate movie. If you look at the trailer, it's definitely B rate. But for as B rates go, so it doesn't it's going to be bad. beyond amazing. It, I think. I, I mean, okay. Did you ever watch the Dunwich Horror? Sounds familiar. I mean, it, it's it, you know it's B rate acting, and I I saw a lot of complaints like the acting is flat, and it's like <clears throat> when you watch a B rate, you're, you're watching generally college students. They're not professional actors, at least yet. You know what I mean? So it's you're gonna have some level of that, but you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? It's, you're not getting the same level, the same caliper if you were watching a play or something either. So it's you if you go into it understanding this is a B rate movie, then it really looks good. You know what I mean? If you go in there expecting um like a marvel movie quality movie out of it you're going to be disappointed but uh i wouldn't expect anything like that in the hp lovecraft universe it's almost always going to be in that b that b rate range unfortunately well i love that just that just reminds me there was a game being released recently or it's already released uh based around lovecraftian stuff that was just like an adult sex an adult sex game can't remember what it was called but i was like that's a weird one oh. for people oh god no no that's no <laughs> no no that's uh, bad bad shame shame <laughs> yo cthulhu what a fuck <laughs> oh that's how it starts man don't, don't don't you read the books that's ah man okay <laughs> So uh, let's talk some cyberpunk updates. I put all I kind of clustered all the cyberpunk and uh, Project Red stuff in here. 
Yeah, that's fine. Um, CD Projekt Red said they were going to change how they market in the future, um, change how they're going to work their PR campaigns so they're not, you know, you know, eight years in advance the game's release like we had with Cyberpunk. Um, and hopefully and, and not go forward using uh, full on cinematic trailers that are pretending to be gameplay. Um, this was around the time that this was around the time where every company was just using cinematic trailers as, you know, in-game footage mm-hmm. um, kind of sparked from that whole E3 thing that uh, I've been on a rant about the last few months. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But yeah, on top of that, uh, they also said the standalone multiplayer has been canceled, which I was actually looking really forward to. Yeah, I was too. Hmm. I was really looking forward to being able to run through, uh, run through Night City with a couple other people and do stuff like that. That'd be fun. Just like fucking uh, Grand Theft Auto Online heist or something. Yeah. But uh, alas, no more. Never. So, oh, well. And this is all in response to the big fiasco with Cyberpunk's uh, 2077's launch that everyone Mm -hmm. has been has everyone has heard of by now at this point. Yeah. Um, Still can't buy it on the PlayStation Store. Um, That was also mentioned in some of their updates is that it can go back up whenever Sony deems it okay to go back up. So what about PS5? Is that only on PS4 or for PS5 too? Only on PS4. Okay, okay. Because I PS5 thought it was is, working fine PS5 on PS5. PS5 is still available. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Working as I, fine as a game can on a console. That you can't get I, a hold of. I kind of want to get the PS4 version just to see. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste your fucking it's, money. It's not even a... I guess you could buy a physical copy, yeah. Yeah. You could probably yeah, find no, a I'm, cheap physical copy. It's like... like hmm. Maybe thirty bucks at Target. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna check this out real quick. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna look this up. Amazon. Amazon has it for thirty eight bucks. bucks. Yep. Boom. There you go. One left in stock. They have they have one. You better get it. <laughs> uh, Ghost of Tsushima, highly acclaimed game. There's a movie <laughs> being made about it. The developers have been made actual. The the American developers have been made actual ambassadors for the real <laughs> island in Japan or a meme. <laughs> what are we going to do today? Uh, why not fall? <laughs> we'll go with the meme, Pat. It's my stimmy. I do what I want. <laughs> So how about some? Uh, we wrap it up then with some Genshin Impact updates to close out oh, our news story. Oh, unless quick. you had more well, on Project Red or Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk had its uh, its big oh 1. the patches, patch yeah, 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 yeah. With something Wasn't like, it like forty gigs. Uh, it was thirty three hundreds gigs. of updates. Five still not as big as Warzone. All right, we're good. <laughs> uh, something like five hundred updates, uh, including the uh, NCPD spawn radius. Um, and steering sensitivity slider for controlling your vehicles better. Um, but beyond that, like, there's so many things that they fixed that it would probably take us an hour to go through all of them. I started okay. reading through some of them. Like, there's no way I can go through all of this because okay. it is a giant ass fucking list. Can, oh, yeah, it's huge. Can we sit back and just kind of breathe in 
for a second the fact that there's over 500 updates here that like we couldn't list in an hour and it's still smaller than a Warzone update. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna choose some random ones. I'm just gonna start reading. <laughs> like this scroll list is fucking gigantic. <laughs> Uh, open world uh, collisions will no longer fail to stream and randomly during driving, which could lead to be driving into buildings and falling out of the world. <laughs> Never experienced that one. So they fixed a lot of the fixed fucked a, up shit. Fixed a camera issue when driving into the mega building in the rescue. Experienced that one. The objective NPCs will no longer get stuck on neutralize the attackers in Dream On. Oh, man. Actually, this little UI fix added a crafted icon to tooltip of crafted items. That's actually pretty nice. That's a nice quality of life change. Hell yeah. This is... There's some PC-specific changes, too, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Um, there's specifics for... Like everything. five Stadia-specific ones. <laughs> it's just it's fucking ridiculous how hmm. huge this is. You have to That's scroll... Actively. Wow. Please note that the issues listed below did not affect all players. Like, I barely had any bugs or glitches. I had one sound bug that fixed when I updated my graphics driver. Uh, wonder why I didn't have my graphics driver updated for this specific game. And then I think we shared the same one, Doc, where uh, we met in the diner with what's-his-name and the NPC's animations didn't spawn correctly and just kind of like healed out the door. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. Nice. He just glided out the door. Then once he got out the building, his animations kicked in properly. It was weird. <laughs> those, the, those are the only two bugs I experienced in the entire thing. Still, less That's... bugs than I have experienced in Call of Duty Warzone, which still crashes on me for no good reason. That's awesome. I've never, I've, I haven't played um, Cyberpunk yet, so I haven't seen that bug. But I've seen that exact same bug in fucked up mods on Skyrim. So I don't know what that says or what that is going there. But I've had uh, follower mods where when I tried to recruit the follower, they go Zip! out the door and then they act normal. So I guess we will wrap things up with the Genshin Impact updates. Yeah, so they finally showed, uh, they finally had their PS5 announcement for the game. Um, 4K resolution, faster loading times, and a bit more. Um, so the load times will be super fast, like you're, you know, playing on a decent rig and not a PS4, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what the load times were in the PS4 before, but it, I assume it would be probably about average for a large open world game with so much going on in it anyway. Um, but yeah, the new 4K uh, visualizations for the game itself, um, it does look pretty good. It looks like I'm playing on my PC, to be quite honest. Um, as well as a few other quality of life uh, changes for it as well. So uh, now nice. you can help uh, make the most popular gacha ever even more money. So nice. Go for it. Have fun. Put in your backlog, Thor. It's, if you like open world RPGs and exploring, it's worth it. I actually, I actually have it, and I have it downloaded on my PS4. I just haven't. It's it, it's in my PS4 and in my folder titled backlog. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I've been playing it a lot more recently, and I was like, huh, I don't know why I didn't stick with this right away. I guess because I didn't realize the multiplayer was just kind of slightly locked behind some single player content, which is actually pretty mm -hmm. quick to get through. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I usually start cracking open those backlogs when summer vacation comes around. Um, and really, it's going to be one of those games where you're going to get to a point where you can log in, play for 30 minutes, and you're done for the day until like a new patch comes out or a new event happens and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's awesome. I love games like that because when, when work picks up, I get like very little time to do shit. I have to do little segments of gaming. Oh, there you go. And then you can use the same progress at work on your laptop while you're doing it. And then go home and play on your PlayStation or I guess your phone if you want to be weird. <laughs> nice. So let's uh, segue into on, on that note. Work's been super busy this week, so I haven't been playing much. I've done my standard uh, runescape and final fantasy 14 and gotten my dailies in and all that kind of stuff but i've been between work and wedding planning i've just been too busy to think this last week so i haven't tried anything new or gotten up to much what about you guys as far as what you've been playing last week uh i've been playing a little bit of the final fantasy 7 remake noise uh, started that the other night and i've been enjoying it quite well um, you're on chapter four Chapter four. Nice. Uh, let's see. Then uh, played a lot of Guilty Gear. A lot, a lot of Guilty Gear. Um, a little bit of Warcraft. And I hopped on Cyberpunk to check out the new update. Nice. The new updates, the whole big chunk of them. All <laughs> 500 of them. How about uh, you? Oh, I literally noticed no difference. <laughs> well, it sounds like a lot of those were designed for like the problems that it was notorious heli notoriously having on launch. So I'm still surprised by all this. Yeah, like I was like I had none of them. It was fucking weird. I had people complaining all the time to me. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm fucking loving it. Sasquatch sits on his supercomputer. Weird. You guys have problems. I even knew people on the PS4 who were having no issues, so I don't fucking know oh, what was going on. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's just, one of my buddies has been playing playing it on PS4 and loving it. It looks like a PS4 hmm. game, that's about it. But it worked. They had loved everything about it. It had long load times because it's a fucking PS4 game. Maybe people are just being whiny so bitches. Weird. Well, I mean, I guess depending on like how much how old your console is, um, it was notorious for being much worse on an older PS4 and not a PS4 Pro. So oh. um, depending on how old the hard drive in it is, how much space is used on the hard drive can really speed up and slow down those load times and everything. It's just so much can go into it. Like. It's a fucking mm. anomaly, man. I yeah, I don't know. I, now I almost want to try it out because I have an old ass PS4. I don't have a pro and my PS4. When did I get what? 2000. Fuck. Hold on. 2003, 2013, I, I think maybe 2014. So I almost want to see how it plays on mine. The the buddy I mentioned, he's been playing it on an original PS4 that he's had for probably years. Jesus. And he had no issue. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, a, a few minor things, but. But he's been having a blast, says it's totally been playable for him. Interesting. 
We'll, 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 so, someone let us know then at some point, like in the comments or somewhere, like if you've been having major – if you had major issues with it. I'm interested in hearing from someone who's actually had these issues because I don't think I've – you know, I've, I don't think I've personally talked to anyone that's actually had issues with it. I'm not saying they're not out there, but I'm interested in getting more well, details from them. You know what I mean? I've seen videos of just like the worst things possible happening in this game, and I'm just like I don't see how. Yeah, but are those I videos have, like stuff that happens on games at launch and that's it? But are are those videos that like they played for seventy hours and that happened once? So like this happens every time, but it doesn't. I, don't, I have questions. You, you know, know what I mean? I I, I want to ask somebody questions. That's all. Like uh, a YouTube channel that I follow, they played it and they said across the entire experience they had like. 20 different bugs and stuff and they had to restart it here and there and then some stuff got scrapped because they couldn't continue the quest line so it happens it, it's out yeah. there but that's not game weird. breaking though that's just annoying because you're playing on old hardware this was on the pc though so oh, i mean shit. i don't okay never yeah mind. like I, I don't fucking i don't know weird. man it's a fuck like i said it's an anomaly <laughs> well what have you been playing this week sasquatch uh i've been playing more genshin impact contributing to that ludicrous amounts of money to make a day i haven't actually spent money but with at the rate i'm playing i'm going to be buying the battle pass and then their other <laughs> monthly pass so like 15 dollars a month for their battle pass and then the other thing that they do which gives you more in-game currency to roll to, to spin the wheel in that in-game gacha um, hmm. But yeah, no, I've just been running around exploring, doing quests. Their Windbloom, actually, they're, they have a special in-game event right now called the Windbloom Festival, which is like uh, Tevat's take on Valentine's Day. <clears throat> but it's all like based around a uh, revolution in the main city. You start off in Mondstadt, and it's actually one of the quests, the dialogue and stuff is actually written extremely fucking well for a free-to-play game. Hmm. So it was actually really cool to see that about like what the actual Windbloom flower is and how since the city itself stands for freedom, the everyone is interp is everyone is free to interpret what that flower means to them individually. There's no actual wind bloom since it was just based off a revolutionary saying about the wind blooms blowing in the wind and the people seeing them or something. So it was actually really well done. And I was surprised. Um, uh, I played some more Valorant as well as apex legends. I've been enjoying shooters again, more and more recently, and then since yesterday, I've been pretty much playing Outriders nonstop when the servers would allow me to. Hmm. That when I was talking about online functionality, this is what I was referring to because they've been having a shit ton of server issues. Hmm. And I just wish I could turn off online functionality and play it and enjoy it on my own. But you can't do that. You can't even log in and see your characters unless the servers are up and active. So, oh, damn. but uh, the game is amazing. Um, I'm really, really loving it. I've made some completely ridiculous overpowered build where I have unlimited superpowered ammo for the most part. Um, as long as I kill stuff in critical hit, I don't run out of ammo, which is pretty easy for a shooter. I'm having an absolute blast. I think I'm almost done with the main story for with one of the classes. Then I can go to their end game content called Expeditions. And uh it is super fun, and I highly recommend it if you just like having a ridiculous power fantasy with gear mm -hmm. and then modifying your class's skills and stuff like that. Yeah, it's and definitely it's funny, on my list. And it's over-the-top gory. Nice. Or not gory. I mm -hmm. guess if you freeze someone, they just shatter into pieces. They don't kind of explode into little giblets like they do if you're in my class. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Well, it looks like that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find our main page at uh, facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming, and you can find our other channels as well as our individual pages in the description and or comments section below. So thank you so much, everybody, and we will see you next time. Have a good night. Jeanne.